Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Score North and scorenorth.com. Ah, nothing like a Friday night news dump. Judd, you were like, were you like front row at Target Field or what was your... I was in the company seats, my man. I was in the the company seats. So I was third row behind the dugout. I think it was third row. Very, very nice night too. Of course, it's got four hits. Did you did you like win the did you enter your name in the the weekly drawing or no, did did, no, you, no, did a I, higher I, up come to you and say wow you did, did no, such I, a good job on I asked, Purple actually. Daily no I just asked because it was the Cubs I said you know because I am like to go back to the much like you WGN days so I I asked and got a response do you want these tickets and I'm like oh okay sure I'll take them. Wow! Wow! Look at you. I'll I'll take him. Yeah. So Jeb was enjoying. Jeb was enjoying, but basically sitting within arm's reach of Carlos Correa last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, old Macadac was uh, enjoying his Friday night in deck. So I, we did see a couple people like, "Where's the emergency episode last night?" Like, don't drop news on a Friday night after the well, the draft season's over. We're trying to decompress not, a little bit around here. We're not going home. Like, we're not abandoning ship to go home and do an emergency unless it's like. On a Friday night, I should say, a Justin Jefferson or Kirk Cousins, like <laughs> yeah, that... and we've we've been foreshadowing the Zadarius Smith thing yeah. for weeks and months anyway, so it's not that shocking, I guess. I would say if the tweet said Kirk Cousins, there, there's an agreement for a trade to the San Francisco 49ers, then we leave. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Honey. Then we leave where we're at, and I tell Dawn, "Hey, I gotta go." But uh, yeah, <laughs> but you can Zedaria stay here, Smith. third row. Exactly, Zadarius Smith does not meet the threshold. So, okay, we'll, we'll dive into it here, but uh, the show is presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love at TCL. TCL.com, inspire greatness with TCL. So, yes, the Minnesota Vikings last night, they finally, we've been kind of wondering, when's the next shoe going to drop? You got Zadarius, Dalvin, Daniil Hunter, they need to clear some cap space to sign their first-round pick, Jordan Addison. So something had to give here. 
And so as we know it, now there's some rumblings that maybe the Vikings are going to eat some of the money on this, but I don't think those full details have come out yet. Zadarius Smith to the Cleveland Browns. And the other tentacles here, the Vikings wind up getting, it's essentially two day three pick swaps in 2024 and 25. Mm -hmm. So the Vikings will give up a sixth and a seventh, and they will get back a fifth and a fifth. So they, they upgrade their draft positioning by a round or two in 2024 and 2025. They say goodbye to even with the injuries and the lack of productivity down the stretch, he was still one of the 10 best edge rushers statistically in the NFL last year. The biggest thing is probably just the cap ramifications. So I'm going to pull up the boop, 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 boop over the cap calculator here. Mm-hmm. Got Zadarius Smith. We are going to trade pre-June 1st which means the Vikings save $12.1 million. They go from having $1.1 million in cap space to $13 million in cap space for this year. And then for next year, they go from having $24 million in cap space to having $45 million in cap space. Oh, next year's going to be... And then Dalvin Cook's going to come off the books too for next year. So they're going to... Now they might... I guess there's a lot of questions about, okay, are you going to fill that with a TJ Hawkinson extension, Daniil Hunter? So, I don't know. Do you think this was a good trade? Let's start there. I think it was a good move to find a way to get rid of cap space. And so the the Vikings definitely are uh, kept some of the salary that Zadarius is going to make because Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer had, had a source, I'm going to guess, from the Browns who told her that, and she's very good and plugged in. Um, the dead cap is 3.3 million on the Vikings, but I think that this was a good trade from the perspective of you have to clear this space. And Zadarius Smith wasn't almost certainly much like Dalvin Cook coming back. So, like this is the these to me were were our inevitable moves. And if you can get a couple picks and you have to send a couple picks and you you upgrade a little bit. That's fine too. But I think the most important thing was finding a way to get him off the roster and free up as much cap space as you could. What this trade though does prove is that, and I don't know. So there, there's a lot of guys uh, internally for the Vikings that get this. I don't know in Quasi's world, if this makes sense yet, but you know, Zadarius Smith's production before he hurt the knee was pretty damn good. And so I think Quasi might have a feeling that he can get, more value for veteran players than he probably can. Like ultimately the Darius Smith is worth because of age and his background with back problems too, Phil, he's not worth that much, but I think as far as, and and it's interesting that Quasi did this deal with uh, Brown's top executive, Andrew Barry, who is Quasi's good friend. So it's almost like, uh, okay, Hey guy, take this guy. And he's like, okay. Um, But I think that this is a, that this much like the cook move is an absolute necessity. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on this one. I at the end of the day, I understand not wanting to move forward with a 31-year-old banged up probably on the downside of his career edge rusher. I think you probably got the best 10-game stretch of the end of his career. Right. I do think he can still be productive, but there's a good chance he gets banged up again. He had an elbow thing, a knee thing. Um he's not cooked by any means. I understand wanting to sell high on him. I'm a little shocked at just the lack of draft capital you're able to get. Like, you're telling me you couldn't just trade him for just a fifth-round pick? That it has to be... 
I, I agree with you. I think Quasey probably overestimated. He probably thought, well, we'll get like a fourth or fifth round pick at worst for a guy that was the top pressure edge rusher in the NFL until the, the bone bruise. Mm-hmm. This is actually a great trade for the Browns if you think about it. So the Browns, the Browns are like, okay, so we just have to move back a little bit on the third day of the draft in 2024 and 2025, and we get one year of Zadarius Smith, and we're trying, we're trying to win the division. I mean, the people laugh at the Browns, but Deshaun Watson, full season, Kevin Stefanski is a pretty good head coach. That's a division that is going to be probably tightly contested. I think the Browns are probably pretty definitively fourth right now, but like they're trying to win nine games and maybe go to the playoffs in a tough AFC. Yep. And for basically nothing, right? They don't give up draft capital. They just give up draft positioning on the third day and they get Zadarius Smith on the Viking side. I understand their plight to try and create flexibility beyond 2023. Cause if this was just about 2023, my argument would have been, well, wait a second. You could have just cut Zadarius around the league year and then had an extra, you know, twelve million dollars in two thousand twenty-three uh, free agency money to go spend on somebody. Maybe right. you could have gotten another linebacker or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could, would, would that? I guess would that money have been more valuable three months ago, two months ago, leading into the free agency period, or would you rather have the upgraded? Hey, bounce from the sixth round to the fifth round, seventh round. No, and because I, I get it, maybe there wasn't a trade to be made. I think if Quasey could have made a trade two months ago, I think he would have. Yes, I agree. it looks to me like there was just nothing available, or teams wanted to get through free agency and draft, and then see what happened. So, right, I don't know. This this isn't like a heist for the Vikings by any means. I don't think it's a bad trade, but I think the 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 salary cap space would have been nice to have a couple months ago. I think Smith came here and and. Keep in mind, too, it got wonky for him last year when his agreement with Baltimore, and we still don't know all the details of that one, fell through. And I I think, you know, Phil, to your point, I think the Vikings, when they signed Zadarius last year, are very much in the predicament that the Browns are now and what you're talking about, which is come in, play a year, try and get a lot of sacks. But I don't know. I, I just, I feel like the discussion about, and yes, they put up good stats, but I feel like the discussion about Dalvin Cook and Zadarius and aging players like that is they're just, it's not like different sports where there's like a locker room, right? A veteran mentality value to them. I just think it's a reality of this league that aging players like that aren't going to get you much. The one interesting question about this, and I have no clue, I've not heard a thing, but the one interesting thing, like I'm trying to come up with the theories of why the Vikings were buying time for a guy that almost certainly looked to be gone is, does this mean something is closer with Daniil Hunter as well? Yeah. Cause that Plus, was my yeah. only thought was what they didn't pull the trigger on what you're talking about because of potential, because if you, if Daniil had forced his way out by now, I think you've got kind of probably go back to Z and be like, Hey baby, let's do it again. Let's roll it back. Let's give you two more years. Yeah. Um, So this does bring up a question for me about, and, you know, what's so intriguing about this, Phil, is it's all behind the scenes, right? Like the Daniil Hunter steam is zero. And, yeah, and his I feel agent, like his agent doesn't leak stuff. Yeah. And we've talked about it a ton, but it's still not there. And so does this mean that something is closer on that front? And if so, and if it's going to be a positive, an, an extension, good. But it's just among my theories is I wonder if that is is in the offing now. So let's go down that path for a second. Okay, now that the, now that the first domino has fallen, Zadarius is gone. No, no longer do you get to 
maybe trade Daniil Hunter for like a second round pick and then fall back on Zadarius for another right. year. Zadarius is gone. You have Marcus Davenport. So you've got now Marcus had a half sack last year, but he was top 20 in pressure. So you just hope that the pressures and the process that he puts forth leads to better results on the, the sack side. But I think front offices would tell you too that, hey, give me a guy that generates a handful of pressures a yeah. game because that's going to disrupt the team's passing game. The sacks are a little bit more of a vanity stat than people probably think. Yes. But do you do you pay Daniel Hunter now? Are, are, are you more likely, if you're Quasi at this point, he's going to be 29 years old, so he's teetering on the edge of the prime years of an edge rusher. You can still be productive, and Zadarius Smith showed that at age 30 last year. But do you do you say, all right, fine, let's do it. Daniel, we're gonna we're gonna pay you big time money for age twenty nine, age thirty, and then maybe create some sort of an out once you get to the third year of that contract. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this means that they're closer. Like that's the first thing that comes to to mind. I I also think that in the case of Daniel, it's gonna have to make sense for both sides. So I I and this is again I am highly speculative about what the Vikings are going to, to do because there is not a pattern yet, like there was for Rick. There, there's not for Quasi yet. But I wonder if what this means is that they have come closer, that the deal makes sense for both sides. Because, you know, at the end of the day, if you can get Daniil, you want him. Like, I, I have no in- interest in just, like, screw him. Like yeah. with Cook, it's been a nice run. D, Dalvin, we'll see you later. Bye. Uh, Thielen, same thing. Daniil, ideally, you keep. Do I pay him? Do I get him into like the top three? If if he comes to me and says, I want to be, or I deserve to be in the top three edge rushers in this league. Do I think that the Vikings say yes? No. If he said, if you come to an agreement on what's a very reasonable and still lucrative contract, then I say yes, especially if it's for two to three years. So yeah. that's what I wonder if how they their valuations are going with him, Phil, if they're in a spot where they feel comfortable and it's going to get done. And so consequently, the Zadarius insurance policy can be cut. Yeah, so so is it, yeah, I think you're right on that. This, this does seem like, and there's been really no rumblings about Daniil being unhappy at this point. I think that would probably trickled out at some point. My guess is, back in the early part of the offseason, the Vikings went to Daniil and said, hey, we're going to make something happen here. We know you're not going to play on, a, on the, the 40th ranked base salary of edge rushers, so we'll make something happen. Uh, by the way, so his current cap hit, just for, for some context, is fourth on the team. It's a $13 million cap hit, but that's just the accounting. His base salary this year is four point nine million dollars. That's what he's going to be looking at, saying, "I'm not going to play for fourteen for for four point nine million dollars." So thirteen million dollar cap hit. The top edge rushers in the NFL: T.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, Max Crosby. In terms of salary, make an average of twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty five, twenty three, and twenty three million dollars. Mm. I think that's the range. If you're Daniil and the agent. I think that's the range you're eyeing. I think realistically, you're not going to get the, you know, TJ Watt, Joey Bosa. Those guys are just kind of on a different level at this point. But you're going to aim for like 20 to $25 million a year. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I'm okay with two years of that and cross your fingers on his health. So, and I don't know, maybe maybe they needed some of that money. Say goodbye to Zadarius Smith. Because I, I don't know if you can do that contract and lower Daniil's $13 million cap hit unless you shove a lot of money into void years or 
Yeah. You know, maybe it's like a fake five-year contract that has two years of guarantees. But there's another shoe to drop here as well that, that fits in here. I'm going to go back to the cap calculator. Boop, 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 boop. Over the cap. So if you trade Dalvin Cook or cut Dalvin Cook post-June 1st, let's see if they're, I think, I think both are, if you cut or trade him. Actually, you know what? If you trade him post-June 1st, you save $11 million to the cap. If you cut him post-June 1st, you save nine because you'd be on the hook for the $2 million uh, injury bonus. Okay. The, the injury and roster bonuses, those go along with the player to the new team if you trade them. If you cut them, you're on the hook for those yeah, bonuses. Yeah, yours. Yep. Okay. So if you find a way to trade Dalvin Cook for like a fifth or a sixth round pick, let's do a post-June 1st here. Boop, 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 boop. You now have $24 million in 2023 cap savings and $58 million in 2024 cap space. Interesting. So my guess on on uh, the potential for a Dalvin trade and the Zadarius news reported last night is that the Vikings would probably and, and are probably swallowing some of that bonus that Zadarius got. And I bet you that they would put themselves on the hook in a trade for the two mil. So I, I bet you their savings will be about $9 okay. million regardless. Because if I'm a team, here here's the problem with both of, of their contracts. You you probably saw this, but Zadarius immediately agreed to like a new one year contract in Cleveland, right? Nobody in their right mind is going to pay Dalvin Cook his salary that he's due. Yes. So they're so, so yeah. they're going to say, dude, we'll take you, but we are going to do a new contract. And at that point in time, they're also not going to tell the Vikings, hey, you know what? We'll just pay that extra two mil. So yeah. I bet I bet you what the Vikings did was swallowed hard with Cleveland and took on some of the bonus that Zadarius got and Dalvin is going to be the same thing. But still, if you can get a day three draft pick, it's not that you're going to execute that pick. It's that you, at least then you've got something that you can package in trades. Yeah, and it's not much because so, so they picked up an extra fifth rounder in a trade yeah. back you know in in the draft a couple weeks ago. But they still, if you really want to move up at some point for a quarterback in the first round, oh yeah, no, having not, an extra fifth round pick or no. two probably isn't gonna. I'm get just it saying, done. like a day two trade or a day three trade in itself, you can just move those. Like Quasi clearly, and he, he might get too cute, but he loves those chips. Hey, yeah. I'll give you a couple of my fifth rounders, and two, including the 2025. So, no, you're right. As far as an, an an actual first round move up, I'm not trying to imply this is going to help the Vikings solve their quarterback problem. Right. And actually, what's funny is because you, you kind of brought this up with the bloated contracts of Dalvin Cook and Darius Smith. Those crazy bloated contracts, like they, th- those guys aren't performing up to the number of of uh, of dollars they're making or the or the cap number. And it kind of acts as a no trade clause in some ways, yeah. Because you go, let's let's take Dalvin for instance. You say, all right, we're going to take Dalvin to market, and everyone's like, boy, we'd love to have Dalvin for another year, but not at that price. And so then it becomes, okay, can you find a team that would be willing to take him, and Dalvin would be interested in going, and the two sides work out a renegotiated contract of some kind. There is reports that the Vikings actually had two or three other suitors for Zadarius Smith. But if you're Zadarius, you're looking around the room and saying, okay, well, wh- whoever I go to, I'm going to want to make sure that I can become a free agent after the year, which is what he wanted, right? He wants to, he wants to become a free agent now, but the compromise is, what if, we, what if you play one more year on a reasonable deal, right. and then you become a free agent again? Right. And so it's like, 
can you find a trade partner that's willing to meet the salary demands of the player? Because they're not going to make the trade if, if Zadarius is going to be like, well, I'm, I'm not coming to training camp. I'm not going to play for that amount of money. So it's just, God, some of these contracts the Vikings got themselves into over the last couple of years, the Adam Thielen contract where they just had to eat like a $13 million dead cap penalty, Harrison yeah. Smith where you have to have a stare down at the table before the league year. Hey man, we might cut you, but that's kind of what happens. So, but my, I guess my next question for you is, what are they going to do with like twenty million dollars in two thousand twenty three cap space? Jordan Addison's cap number is going to be maybe two and a half or three million. Mm-hmm. Are they going to? Are they going to? Is it? Is it going to be like a front loaded Daniil Hunter contract or something where they give him a big signing bonus, or they give him a big first year base salary or something? And they use some of that cap space. Or are there other free agents on the market? Is there another? There's a couple edge rushers that are still kind of sitting out there. I don't or is there a that. trade on the horizon? Like, I, it's just a lot of cap space to have two months after the league year is is open, you know? Yeah, you know, well, for, first of all, I, I wonder if this also means that despite our assumptions for months that the, the Brian O'Neill uh, contract is not going to be changed. Because, you know, we, we've been t- talking about that as a logical possibility to sign the draft class, yeah. this sort of gets them potentially off the hook for that. Um, no, I, you know, could they sign a guy, uh, you know, what, what's basically right now akin to a street free agent or two? Yeah, but that's not going to cost much. So I, here's my question. I would think that this probably involves more a Daniil extension and keep in mind too, while Justin Jefferson's new contract is not going to officially kick in for two m- more years, I think you can play with with that cap though. Like I think you could take more cap now for that. So like like the accounting and the actual payments aren't the same. If that makes yeah. sense, yes. Um. So I would. My guess is that this we're talking probably more internal stuff now. Well, I guess in retrospect, and and maybe you just there's no way to sort of know how the offseason is going to play out, but. Would you have cleared that much of Kirk Cousins' contract into a void year in 2024? No, that's a good if you knew you were eventually going to have like $20 million in cap space later on once the free agency dust settled? Because yeah, right now, if you're really looking to create flexibility, you can't, I don't think you can put the toothpaste back in the tube, but you pushed $28 million in, well, it, there's already like 10 on the books, but you pushed like $18 million in, in Kirk's contract accounting. Yep. Yep. into 2024 when he's not under contract. I'd rather that just come off the books in 2023 if you've got the space, but well, too late it, now. It's sort of weird because the Thielen uh, d- decision did eat a ton of cap space up, and I love that one because it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's a lot of immediate pain, but then th- that pain is gone. The thing where I, I guess I'll sort of be a Vikings apologist is, um, from a cap standpoint, Brzezinski does a great job, as we've discussed before. I got. I gotta think he's a really smart guy. I gotta think that he's not taken by surprise by. Oh man, I wish I had known about this this move. Yeah. Uh, in discussing the the Darius Smith trade, so I gotta think there's more of a there's more of a a, a um, cap end game here. Like there, I feel like there's probably something we're not seeing. Yeah, that's fair. Like and we, and, and we won't so know. Confusing. And- yeah, and we won't really know the full puzzle until the Dalvin piece comes in, the the Daniil Hunter piece comes in, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson. So, well, so I guess just to summarize the picture here, the Vikings got worse on defense today because Daniil Hunter or because uh, Zadarius Smith is no longer on the team. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can just 
oh, he's aging, so let's get him out of here. I think they got worse on defense. Now, if Marcus Davenport comes in and is fantastic, awesome. They did improve their draft capital stash a little bit the next couple of years by upgrading from a sixth to a fifth and upgrading from a seventh to a fifth. And they drastically upgraded their cap situation in 2023 and 2024. So those are the the three main takeaways that I have, I guess. I think your point about Davenport is super intriguing, though. So, like, we, we get so hung up on sack stats. And half a sack is a bad year. So I'm not trying to make excuses here. But I think your point is spot on, which is it's going to be the pressure applied. Like, you, you don't you, – for all the pressure that, that you get, statistically you probably as a ratio of that don't get to the quarterback that much like mm-hmm. with actual sacks but if you get pressure and if you can make the life of your cornerbacks easier because the quarterback is is panicking and throwing the, the ball i think that becomes the most important thing and as far as smith goes i mean zadaria smith in what the first nine games through buffalo was fantastic just absolutely great and after that had i think one half a sack. Mm -hmm. And so I would say this, I think for 2022, the Vikings and Zadarius Smith both got exactly what they bargained for. Like you got, he's a veteran guy coming off a back problem. Uh, He got hobbled again, had a really good statistical year, but I also think that his loss can be compensated for. Mm -hmm. And, and, and if they're going, and if the decision here is partially, you know what, we are now in, in a position and we know it to keep Hunter, I'll take that. I'll take those two breaking up every day. If part of the equation is Daniel Hunter is going to stay here for at least two more years. And I think my, I agree with everything you're saying. And my, my pushback to the Vikings would be if you had plans to replace it, because it sounds like they were going to move on from Zadaria Smith two months ago. Zadarius put out the ode on, it sounds like they had a conversation early March. Hey, probably not going to happen financially, so I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but we're going to find a way to say goodbye to you, and that's why he put the social media post out, right? So if they knew back in early March they were going to replace him with a Marcus Davenport type, would it have made more sense to just cut him before the free agency window opened up to have extra money to spend on 25 and 26 year old players or was it better for them to wait two months and get slightly better draft capital on day three of the 2024-25 drafts like that's and maybe maybe what happened was they thought we could cut him right now and and get that money we don't really need that money because we're gonna we we know we're gonna get a cornerback and an edge rusher we're you know we're just we've got a plan right and we think if we waited out and we get to the summer period, we think that there's going to be a team desperate enough to just like give us straight up, give us a pick like a fourth or a fifth round pick. Right. My sense is the Vikings thought they were going to get more for Zadarius Smith than they did. And this was kind of a, a meh fallback option for them. Not a train wreck, but I think, yeah. I think the Vikings are a little underwhelmed with what transpired here. That's just my guess. Well, and you don't uh, make the bonus payment that they made to him in late March, unless at least part of what you are saying is correct. Cause like you could have just cut him before that. And that payment is now not your problem. So I do. Yes. I think if there's one thing here that might, that 
analytics might cover this and they it might not. I think that the one thing to be learned here is that no matter what the production from a guy nearing or over the age of 30 in this league is, Phil, that you're not necessarily going to recoup that. Yeah. So like like if you are, you know, Dalvin Cook probably should be gone by now. Now, are are you possibly going to get like a sixth round pick? Yes. Is it worth it? I don't know. Because to your point, again, you're clearing cap space. And that's that's a good thing, especially to pursue guys in their 20s, guys coming out of their first contracts. Um, but that's the one thing I don't know if the Vikings, like Brzezinski knows that. Um, Grigson knows that, right? O'Connell does. But Quasi's in charge, and I don't know that his system yet, except for personal experience, allows for, hey, this guy was really good, and he was still productive in 2022, but ultimately, because of age and I- injury, um, you're not going to get m- much back, so it might be better to pull the ripcord in March. Yeah, and by the way, one more thing on this. If if they wind up trading Dalvin Cook post-June 1st, and like you said, there might be they might eat some of the money on Zadaria, so we don't know the exact financials, but they would be roughly in line to have the 11th most cap space of any team in the NFL in 2024. Yep. So... They yeah. would put themselves in a much better position, oh. but some of that's going to go away with a Hawkinson extension, a Daniel extension. It's going to be fluctuating, but right. Anyhow, all right. There's a, there's your all too deep dive breakdown into something that Did we you really thought was going to happen two or three Friday months night ago. And give you this? That's my question. Are you not entertained by the Saturday morning cartoon aspect? Yes. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna hit you with two episodes today. This one and we had a pre-planned Saturday checkdown episode that will drop sometime Saturday afternoon. So, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us here. He's Judd. I'm Phil. Go enjoy a a beverage of your choosing over the weekend here. And cheers one to Zadarius Smith. (laughs) We hardly knew ye.